And me, Mr. Dill. This is our ninth and penultimate podcast of the term, and I'm looking forward to introducing our special guest this week later on. However, firstly, it's been absolutely fantastic having so many pupils back and staff at the school this week, having the buzz back around Bow Desert and in the grounds, and all the children with their smiling faces has been great to see. So, Mr. Dill, it's been great having you back too on school site this week, and no doubt you've been getting involved with some of the sport going on. What's been going on back at school this week? Yeah, first off, it's been absolutely fantastic to be back. We've been really lucky with the, the weather we've had this week and it's been lovely to see all the children. We've continued our online pentathlon challenge in school and what's been great is to actually interact and teach and work with the groups as we've missed that for the last 12 weeks or so. At the moment, we've been taking part in our Firefly Cup, which is our pentathlon challenge, which the children were set in PE. So the children have continued to do that in school. We've also been just playing games and doing lots of different sports, obviously with a ball each, with a racket each, thinking about the new way that sport's going to be delivered, which is something that's, that we're going to have to bear in mind for, for the, the time being, which is quite interesting. But, but more importantly, it's just nice to be back on site, back in the grounds and, and running around. Great, yeah, so we hope to make the most of our time back at school. The children uh, had a good week this week and we've got one more week next week. Hopefully more sunshine, more sports, more time to spend outdoors and friends to spend time back with each other. I'm going to come straight on to our special guest today. Our special guest today is Zoe Davison. Now, Zoe was a pupil at the school until 2012 and since Bow Desert has achieved great things, going to school at Millfield, followed by Wycliffe, and is now hopeful of gaining a place in the Olympics in the future in the modern pentathlon. Good evening, Zoe. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. It's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. I know there's many a teacher still at the school uh, who remember teaching you so we can spot our golden oldies at the school. Although it doesn't <laughs> seem that long ago that you were here, according to them. And I've enjoyed finding out a bit more about you this week, speaking to some of the teachers. Could you perhaps just briefly, Zoe, go through sort of your memories of Bow Desert firstly? and the journey you've taken since Bow Desert? Oh God, I'm reminiscing now. My memories of Bow Desert were just, I think it was just the most amazing time of my life. There was no worries. I loved all the sports I played. I was very lucky to be in all of the teams, hockey, netball, rounders, tennis, athletics, swimming. And I loved, I really encompassed doing all of those sports and just trying. I wasn't, I wasn't very good with a ball and a bat, but uh, I loved having that ability to be able to just try and do all of the sports. So yeah, my memories are just, I loved crossing the common, uh, just the nature and being outside in the banks and the Wellingtonia and just everything, everything about Bed as it was just a, a beautiful, beautiful memory. Um, but since then, I heard, oh, I went to Millfield, like you said, uh, for my when I left Bow Desert, and straight away I posed a few challenges within the sport, but in in life in general and school. So I left there after a year and carried on my schooling at Wycliffe uh, until I finished at 18 um, and I then joined the world-class program as a full-time um, athlete in 2018 uh, down in Bath at the High Performance Centre. Uh, so I've been training full-time as an athlete since then. Hi Zoe, yeah just, just quite interesting. Obviously pentathlon is quite a unique sport to get into 
to start us off, I'd, I'd like to ask you how you got into the sport and what was the route that got you to where you are now? Yeah, so it is, a, it is an interesting one. You don't exactly wake up and think I'm going to be a pentathlete. So there's a number of routes that you can get into it. Uh, for me, I got in through the Pony Club. So in the Pony Club, there's the, uh, an event called Tetrathlon, which encompasses four of the five sports in pentathlon. So that's running, shooting, swimming and horse riding. Um, and then, of course, you just add the fencing a couple of years later. I was also lucky enough to be scouted through my swimming club that I was taking part in outside of school uh, that kind of funneled me into doing the school's biathlon, which I, I, I know a lot of uh, Bow Desert children uh, take part in or have taken part in. And they have the national finals every year. And that, that is also a, a great pathway to get into, into the sport because then you, you add sports, the older you get, you add, add a sport, basically each age group up you, you develop. So that was my, my route in. It's funny because when we started doing the tetrathlon, it was, it was hosted at my old house. And to begin with, there was me and I don't know if you, you have heard of the Kendalls, the, the triplets that used to be at Bow Desert. And it was me and the, the, those four, uh, or those three, sorry, to make up the team of four. So we, for, I don't know, a year or so, we entered all of the competitions as our team of four, the tiny little team against all these massive teams. Um, and then it's developed into this unbelievably, like, amazing number of athletes that go on, still on a Wednesday night. Um, and I think there's now like 160 members of the team that was originally four of us. So it's quite a nice memory. Right. That's awesome. Great. Our theme today that we're going to look at with you, Zoe, is goal setting. Over the last few weeks, we looked at different topics, be it motivation. Uh, last week, we looked at routine with a chat called Mr. Houghton. And he spoke about the importance of routine. No doubt something that's really important in your, in your career. With regards to goal setting, since you've left Bow Desert and the different programs you've been competing in and in your sort of sporting journey, how important has goal setting been for you? And has it posed a few challenges along the way where you've had to redraw your goals or perhaps change your goals depending on how your, your time is going? Yeah, massively. I think goal setting is probably the number one thing that keeps athletes and to that extent, anyone that wants to achieve greatness continuing along their pathway um, and for me I've always had my long-term goal of hopefully one day getting gold at the Olympics whether that's 2021 now um, or 2024 or even future Olympic Games but I think if you were just to have that long-term goal where is the where's the ambition to keep you going on a daily basis and I think that's where it's really important to have your short-term and medium-term goals put in place and for me, that, that stems around two things. It's outcome and your processes. And I think they're really important to keep in balance because if you're all outcome goal orientated, then I think it really clouds why you're doing the sport or why you're doing the, the goal. Um, so for me, it's, it's thinking about the process, why I love the sport, why I enjoy mastering the techniques and the skills of each of the sports and then moving on to the outcome of maybe trying to hit a time or trying to hit a number of points in the sport. That's really interesting because actually I mentioned quite a bit on this podcast about the importance of our children just enjoying what they're doing and all about the process, not worrying too much about the outcome. 
not worrying about too much about what team they're going to be in, but instead just enjoying the sport, enjoying the coaching they're receiving and just be the best they can be, but making sure they enjoy it along the way. And that's great coming from someone like you. Yes, you've got these massive goals and they're great to have, but it's really important along the way that you enjoy it and that's going to help you stay motivated and in the end going to make you better at what you do. Yeah, totally. And I think I remember when I was younger and I only had... I didn't really believe in enjoying the process. I just, I saw, I saw that almost as a weakness. And I saw people that just enjoyed sport as kind of part-timers, a bit amateur. But now I look back and in 2018 was my first kind of really big challenge. I joined the World Class Programme. I was put on the senior squad with all of the, uh, the senior women that had been to World Championships, European Championships, Olympic Games. And straight away, I was surrounded by people that were maybe 10 years older than me and had 10 years more experience. And I, my vision was massively clouded at that point. Um, and I, first of all, went down the route of an eating disorder. So I, I saw the people around me as fitter, skinnier, leaner, and more athletic looking. And I thought, right, if they're eating this, I need to be eating this. And I totally lost track of who I was, where I come from, and what my goal was. And so I think it's really important. So that was 2018, the winter of 2018. And it was only until maybe six months after that, that I looked back and I just thought, I will never, ever get myself into a position where I lose track. And at the detriment of my enjoyment uh, to the sport, I, I just lose that. Um, so for me now, number one is happiness. Number one is enjoyment. And I, be, I really, really believe that if you enjoy something so much, you will be successful. So when you were at Millfield, Zoe, you mentioned that you're actually the only pentathlete scholar there. What effect do you think that had on you being the only pentathlete? And do you think being part of a team with others is important when you've got a goal? Yeah, massively. I think going to Millfield, I, my expectation was to still be able to play hockey, to still be able to play netball and be in that team environment that I loved so much at Bow Desert. Um, so I think being pushed out of that and being told that I wasn't able to play that anymore was a real loss. Um, and I really missed the team camaraderie and just the ability to kind of let my hair down and play, play other sports and, and enjoy it. It was, it was going back to that enjoyment. And at Millfield, when I joined that pentathlon program, it was almost like I was becoming a full-time pentathlete aged 13, 14. And so I think it's really important, not only having a team at that age as peers and as friends to play a sport, but also at the elite level, like you're not the, the athlete or the performance on your own. You have nutritionists, psychologists, coaches, biomechanics specialists, and it's really important to keep that communication and keep that team spirit alive. It's interesting because we, we often talk not only about enjoyment, but the, the need, especially from a prep school age, but I would say even moving older up to senior school, playing as many sports as you can for as long as you can. And I even think schools like Millfield now are learning from that and they are actually allowing some of their better performers, and I know it's very elite at Milford, but they're allowing probably a more broad range of sports to be played by individuals, seeing actually how important it is for a broad range of sports to be played. And hopefully that's something they've learned from people like you and how it actually would, would have perhaps benefited you in your younger years to play a range of sports whilst 
still performing at an elite level with your specialist sport. Yeah, definitely. I think my mum once read something that it stated that you're a better performer if you keep doing different skills and different sports up until the age of 15, or 15, 16. Um, and I mean, you could argue that pentathlon isn't specialising because it's five sports, but actually, is it the change of direction? Is it the, the hand-eye coordination of a, a hockey stick and, um, and a ball like hockey is compared to pentathlon? So yeah, I think that's, that's very accurate. So going back to our theme of goal setting, as an elite athlete and the commitment that that takes, Zoe, can you talk us through what uh, a day, a normal day of training looks like in preparation for someone who's set their sights on the Olympics in 2021? Yeah, of course. So we mentioned earlier about goal setting and about having that long-term processes, but it also is really important to have it on a daily basis. Um, so for me, uh, it's really tricky to balance the five sports, but we do our best. And so a normal day is to begin with, we, we tend to do our prehab exercises, pre-run. So it's firing up the muscles, uh, before we go out on a run, running starts, our session starts around nine o'clock. So it will last maybe 60 to 90 minutes, depending on the session. And then following that, we'll have a more skill-based session. So fencing footwork or shooting drills or, or, or maybe even a psychology appointment. And then at lunchtime, uh, it's just a, an hour of rest and recovery between sessions. And then after lunch, we'll have another two sessions again, focusing first of all on skill. Uh, so again, it could be either a shooting or fencing lesson or footwork, depending on what we've done in the morning. Also a riding lesson sometimes. And then, then it would be followed by another aerobic session up to about two hours. So you're looking at your, your swimming, uh, running, and in lockdown times, we've, we've had to adjust and do a bit of biking as well. And then in the, in the evening, it's really important to recover and prepare for the next day. So it's foam rolling, stretching, sometimes included a, a little bit of skill in there as well. And yeah, all, all, all in one day. Sounds exhausting. <laughs> it puts your 5k to shame mr griffiths it certainly does mr dill and i think it sort of shows that although we see people on the telly we see these incredible athletes incredible sports people we don't see the hard work that goes into what they're doing to achieve this success and the, the stage that they're on and that's a great example of the work that zoe's going through to to try and achieve her goals and i think as a little summary goal setting is really important but it's, it's working hard to achieve those goals and trying to enjoy the process along the way that is probably what will result in success, whether it's a sports person or whether it's a musician or whether it's someone who wants to go and work in the city in banking. It's that sort of hunger to achieve, but knowing and that willingness to work hard. Nothing's going to come easy. You've got to go through challenges. You've got to work hard and it will be worth it in the end. And hopefully for you, Zoe, you achieve your goals and we'll reflect back on this podcast and love the fact that we were there speaking to you before you've gone and got your gold medal in the Olympics, whichever Olympics that might be. Yeah, fingers crossed. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. No worries. Thank you for having me. And Mr. Dill, thank you once again for being my partner in crime. No problem. A pleasure as always. We look forward to our last week at school and then moving on to a summer holiday, followed by some fresh podcasts in September. Take care and speak to you soon.
royalty-free music from bensound.com.